Doga. Oh, we're live just like that. There wasn't even a countdown. Look at that, Rodriguez. Thanks for the what kind of sabotage was that, Producer Joe? Wow, Producer <laughs> Joe, you're gonna make us look bad. So, listen, guys, at Met season today is our first show ever without the Farachi running the show. So Keith and I are gonna be uh, running around trying to get everything done. Uh, we got Producer Joe in the back sucking his thumb. Hopefully, doing something when we need him to do something because uh, he just knocked us down. So this is the PWITB show, season three, episode 31. Wow. What that number means. Overall, episode 97. We're going to get to our 100th episode real soon, guys. We're three away from that century mark. I guess it's going to be at the end of the season, right? Or maybe we start the new season because uh, I think our season is going to be over. It'll be in, it'll be into the playoffs. I'm sure we'll do oh, some playoff shows, uh, even though exactly. it looks like we're not okay. in the playoffs but you know yeah maybe okay. we are who knows we'll see uh, we'll see so this is a special farachi list episode i don't know if mama farachi is going to tune in i don't know if uh if it's if his son is going to tune in we may lose two viewers right off the bat and it's going to throw our numbers off um as always we are brought to you by the brooklyn water coffee company and uh keith larry has something to say about that BrooklynWaterCuffRoasters.com from their roaster to your front door. Only the finest beans are hand selected by Chris himself. Chris is the one who picks them. And he, cleans his, he cleans his hand before he picks them with sanitizer and everything else. So your beans are sanitized. And then he takes them back to his little office and he roasts them just for you. Uh, there's a lot of delicious flavors. BrooklynWaterCuffRoasters.com. They are hands down my favorite coffee. I just shut my lamp off. Coffee company. Um, <clears throat> I order online from them all the time. If you order from them now and use the code mask on, you get your third bag free, but you have to order two and just wait and listen. There's a ton of delicious flavors out there. There's the high energy coffee line, which we all love and enjoy, which is the 50% uh, more caffeine line. Some of them are include a flavor such as jacked up cupcake, which is like what we like to call our friend Rodriguez over there. And I pointed to my right to show you my left, as Farachi would always say. That's just how things work around here. Uh, then there's also the Cinnabuzz, another one of my favorite 50% uh, more caffeine lines. Um, really delicious coffee. There is the Winter Wonderland, amazing. Um, amazing. Morning Wood, amazing. Oh. And of all those oh, coffees. Morning Wood's always good. Rodriguez, I have to tap on you. And all those coffees, how many calories are in those coffees? I get to say it. Settle. Boom. Uh, and if you don't like flavored coffees, we got you. BrooklynWaterCoffeeRoasters.com has you. Uh, medium Roast is probably, I think, the most uh, popular coffee out there. Uh, the beans are delicious. They roast it to perfection. Uh, the batches are roasted to order. Guaranteed to ship within 24 hours of its roast date. Um, www.BrooklynWaterCoffeeRoasters.com. And I'll say it again. Guaranteed to ship within 24 hours of its roast date. I will also say again, if you act now or tomorrow or the day after, but you should act now, you get your third bag free if you buy two. Um, and it's really a benefit that you get the third bag free because there's so many different flavors out there. Uh, even if you're not into flavored coffees, order two non-flavored and just get your free one flavored. Check it out. Try it. It's good. I'm telling you. Uh, I used to not be into flavored coffees until I started drinking mine completely black without any milk or sugar. And I started enjoying the benefit of flavored coffees. And Brooklyn Water Coffee Roasters, hands down, has it locked down how they handle that. So brooklynwatercoffeeroasters.com from the roaster to your front door. Guaranteed to ship within 24 hours of roast date. Mask on for your third bag free. Boom. Let's go Mets. I'm not sure where we're going, but let's go anyway. We're going somewhere. We're going somewhere. So, Keith. I'm so I got to say settle. This that was my settle. He my did. Settle. I, what happened? Done. We lost Farachi. Yeah, I don't done, think Farachi Farachi needs to be sharing. You know what? Don't worry about Farachi. He'll do his thing when he needs to do his thing. Facebook user says flavored coffee is for Yankee fans. Facebook user, if you go ahead and register, Ooh. or you go onto our page and you sign and up to the put in the book show, I believe that's the process. You will no longer be Facebook user. I will know who you are personally. And I can say, Hey, Jim, Bob, Joe, Mike, or Harry, you said that. But until and, we, Facebook user. and we appreciate you. We'll, we'll give you a quick little shout out and uh, we'll know who the Yankee hater is. Welcome to the club. 
Yep. It's nice and warm in here. It's lovely, lovely. It is. So let's talk a little bit about our season. Now, Lars, I'm surprised that you didn't text me about this or one of you guys didn't text me about that fire that uh, that happened at City Field. I, I mean, I mean, seriously. So a massive fire breaks out behind City Field during the Mets game on Sunday. The black plumes of smoke billowed from 35th Avenue in Flushing. The fire caught the attention of Met fans and announcers as the smoke could be seen rising during Sunday's game against the Braves while we're getting a whooping. Uh, the fire broke out in a vacant building on, uh, on in the afternoon right behind the field. So, I mean, was this a sign? Is this like telling us just throw it in there? We, are we throwing up smoke signals? We're we asking for help? F Troop is coming. Do we need what's going on? Tell me, wow, you just dated yourself because I used to uh, love that show. F Troop, well, dude, I don't have to date myself. It's right here in front of you, people. Look at me. It's a funny show, though. F Troop. So I have a I have a Braves fan friend. I only have one. I only it's, have one. He's a friend. <laughs> uh, he's a great guy. He just has yeah. that one flaw. It's a pretty big flaw, but I'll forgive him for it. But oh, even though it's a yeah. huge flaw, it happens. Um, he sent me the <laughs> screenshot of the smoke and going, oh, look, the stadium is burning, just like the Mets seizing. Ah, wow. yeah. So, so first of let me just say, um, he has never been in that area. I grew up in that area. I grew up in Woodside. I've been in all of those, uh, you know, shops back there, the auto shops, or someone called chop shops. Uh, the junkyards back there. Sure. Uh, I understand how a fire can start in that shady area, uh, and it has no relation. New York. Yeah, it has no relation to the Mets and their season. Uh, but when people don't really truly understand what's behind the stadium, it's it's a it's a ghetto. And I'm not saying ghetto like where people live. I'm saying like ghetto like where. If you walk down the street the wrong time of night, you probably get attacked by junkyard dogs. There's chop shops and junkyards and crap and nothing. Yeah, so, so it's a crap for you, for you brave fans out there who decide to make a joke about it and um, it has no relation to where the season is going, although it may also look like where our season's going. But we'll see. We'll talk about that. I mean, was that prophetic or what? Honestly, honestly. I, I felt like it was, but, you know, I'm trying, really, I'm trying not really to bad. be – we got fans out there who may not be as miserable as I am about the season, so I'm trying not to, you know, pass the misery along. We'll see. Well, listen, the, the thing is right now we're at the end of the season. We have seven days left. Um, we're going to be coming up on our end-of-the-year show. Uh, what we're going to talk about, figure out how our uh, picks did, how well we were able to say what Conforto, uh, <laughs> Cespedes, <laughs> Lowry, and all these guys, all all, all our producer Joe's favorite ball players. We're going to be able to talk about them and see how they did this year. Uh, so that show is coming up real quick. I might well, be real quick. Will will you will you help me to group Lowry now with Bonilla? Oh, players. I, <laughs> they're like he needs about ten years to 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 really fall into that category. But he did he did take ten million dollars from us and run. Well, not really run. He took a cab, I guess. But uh, he did steal ten million dollars from us. Too bad he didn't. Too bad he didn't take that other cab, but that the pitcher took from the uh, Braves. Oh, I don't want to say his name, oh. but yeah, him. Say, say his name because you know what he got. He lost a couple of teeth. So yeah. Two yeah, it, it go. was good. It, it was good. It was good. But we do seem to have a better future coming up. Uh, all the Met fans should be happy about this. They wanted to get rid of ownership. Finally, we have a uh, new ownership. Steve uh, Cohen, a billionaire, paying 2.4, 2.5 for the Mets, uh, giving five percent to the to the Wilnots. Hopefully they'll they'll just fade into the background or fade into a picture or fall off a cliff. It doesn't matter. I mean, they did their thing. They tried their best. Blah blah blah. You're gone. Steve Cohen for Laris. Uh, he's a Met fan like us. I mean, but he's a billionaire Met fan, so he can actually do whatever he wants with that team. I mean, what what's this guy gonna do? Is well, he gonna you come in as a hardcore Met fan, or is he gonna come in as an owner? 
He's going to have to do both, obviously, right? So, I mean, the biggest Met fans come from Queens and Long Island. He's a Long Island kid, grew up a Met fan. He's a huge Met fan, loves the organization. But he's also he's also a big-time businessman, obviously, right? Otherwise, he wouldn't have been yeah. a billionaire from scratch, literally. Well, um, he owns 8% of the team right now. Right. But he owns part of the team still. But go ahead. He owns part of the team, but now I think it's going to be, was it 85 or, or 90% 90, ownership? 90-something. Yeah, so he, he's going to be mm-hmm. way more than majority. So basically what he says goes, and the other minority, if they don't like it, they can sell out. Um, he sold the team for, I believe, it was $2.45 billion. That is the largest sum of money for a major sports team franchise. Um, he, he's only going to help the league. He's going to increase the value of other teams. And if he's spending that kind of money, he is going to really help this team. And I think I said it to you the other day. He is like my Obi-Wan Kenobi, like to uh, Princess Leia. He's my only hope. I, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. I, I am frustrated, Rodriguez. I don't know what to do, man. He just The Mets have frustrated me for so many years. What do you want him to do? It's not just just spit out, be a Met fan or be a player, be however you want to be, and say what do you want him to do? And what do you think he's gonna do? Two two real quick things you can say. <sighs> Trevor Bauer, Michael Stroman, and a big bat like a catcher that's in the Phillies right now. I'm happy. That's your wish list. If, if you're gonna give me three, yeah, I don't want to get too far into that because we'll be here all night. But yeah. Well, no, no. I mean, yeah. There's a lot of plays that you could want on the team, but three. Those are your basic needs, right? You need a. You need right a, now, for me, yeah. You need a couple of pitchers. Riomuto, Stroman, and uh, Bowman. Amazing. I, if we got those three players, I think that would put us over the top. Now, remember, uh, coming this year, you're going to have um, Thor back mid-season. You still have the Grom. He's a solid number four, Thor. I mean, do you do you keep Loogie? Do you keep Loogie in, in the bullpen? Or you, uh, yeah, you put him back in the bullpen. I make him. I make him the closer, and Diaz is set up, man. Sorry. Wow, you still got a hard on for Diaz, huh? Even after everything. No, I think Diaz has been doing great. I just think that he does better with a little less pressure, and he's young. Uh, and I think riding behind somebody as experienced as Lugo, who knows how to lock it down, he can learn a lot of things and eventually take that role back. I gotta disagree with you on that. I, Luke, I mean, uh, Diaz has the experience of being a close on locking, thing, locking things down. Fifty-seven saves, right? Uh, In one and, year, and a few this year, and a few this year. But and he's got what a one point seven ERA this year. He's doing great yeah. this year. I'm not, I'm not gonna. I, I wouldn't say you're wrong for thinking that way, but I just feel Lugo's been around a little longer. And when I say experience, I mean major league experience. Lugo, I think, can school him a little bit. I don't think Lugo should hold that job for long. A year or two, let Diaz ride behind them, let Diaz grow, and ease back well, into that role. You know, I would, I, I, I can't, I can't fight you on changes because sometimes these guys haven't done their job. But I, but I think Diaz is on his way back to becoming a closer. The only problem I had was to pitch him three days in a row, and most of these closers can't do three days in a row. Start on the third day, he came in, he was a little wild, hey, but he still did okay. Okay, well, he he got out of it. He got out of it. But if you remember the last thing, it was really, really, really edgy. He had bases loaded, and we were well, by that, four. That if, was the if, third. That was the third appearance in a row. If you follow our page on Facebook, and if you don't, shame on you. The put in the book show on Facebook. I put up the um, classic red fox having a heart attack with Diaz on the mound with bases loaded. Um, when? When do we have a closer that doesn't give us a heart attack? <laughs> That's true. When? Johnny Franco. Best of yeah. all time for Mets. You got to love the guy. You got to love the City. guy. Chill, you know, he, he almost killed us. Okay, so you're looking for him to make, spend some money. You're looking for the big man to spend some money. I would love to see some big name pitchers. I mean, pitcher to me is priority. Um, mm-hmm. If we can get a Rio Muto in there, yes, great. If we're stuck with Nito and other defensive catchers, okay. Pitching is priority. Starting pitching primarily. Uh, we, mm-hmm. we we need another one or two big because Matt is not handling it. Um, Thor, I, I don't know what's going to happen with Matt. He had a terrible, terrible comeback outing. Yep, we'll see. Thor is coming back off an injury. Uh, then we have the Grom. Uh, Porcello had a really good outing last time, but overall he hasn't been great. If we can get 
if we can get like Strowman back, Trevor Bauman, I mean, wow. Well, yeah, you you want to have you want to have a lot of pitching depth. Obviously, I, we thought that we had some pitching depth. We thought we could handle some a, a couple of guys going down here and there, but you mm-hmm. know, start losing guys left and right, and everybody who came in is not performing even close to what they should be. I mean, I guess Porcello gives you two to five runs for every game he's out there. Waka, it can be great. It can be a bust. I mean, they've they've done their thing. It's been a collective team, you know, crapshoot. But there are a couple of bright spots on the team. And, and uh, the two bright spots that I'm talking about are the rookies, Andre Jimenez, and you have um, David Peterson. Now, uh, I don't know, Producer Joe may have the stats for Jimenez or Peterson, if you can throw them out there, uh, just so that we can just take a quick look at them and talk about them for, for a couple of seconds, you know. I think that I think they're huge bright spots. They, they're, they're doing what they're supposed to be doing, what we thought they were going to do. Jimenez was going to be a defensive guy, you know, with a light bat, not a home run bat, but he's going to be able to get on base. He's, he's gotten on base uh, at a pretty good clip. He plays really good shortstop. And um, and it's pushed Rosario to the bench, believe it or not. A guy who was last year, the second half of the year, was fantastic. We thought he had just turned that corner and he was ready to become an all-star. And he had his uh, little problems this year. So our manager, believe it or not, said, Rosario, sit your butt down. I'm playing the kid that's playing better. You know, they're both young. But so what do you think about the Rosario thing before we talk about Peterson? Because... What's going to happen with these two? There's well, a lot of options. First, I just want to say what's up to Timmy, and I have no idea what that means, that I'm from Scarsdale. So if you can elaborate in the uh, chat, Tim. Uh, um, right. But I, I think that was a ballsy move. I mean, because Rosario was an up-and-comer last year. He made huge strides, started the year a little rough defensively, uh, came back with the glove, double came back with the bat, came back this year, struggled a little bit, and, uh, you know, just like they say today, when, once you get injured, you're liable to lose your job. But he didn't get injured. He struggled, which is kind of the same thing in that kind of scenario. Jimenez came in, and um, the boy shined. His glove, two, look, 268. I mean, seven stolen bases. The, the, he shot, His glove is, um, I don't want to say Ordonez-esque, because that's maybe giving him too much. But his glove has been really freaking sharp, man. Like Ordonez came, he was he was Ordonez was so flashy. Um, Jimenez is just good instinctually. Like he has such an instinct for the ball, a nose for the ball. Once it breaks off the bat and on the infield, it comes fast. He he has such a nose for where that ball is going and does such a great job. Um, I'm very impressed with the kid. And Rodriguez, you have called him out in the past on his. Uh, defensive problem is like how he's gonna, how good he's gonna be, and not to mention he's been fairly clutch. You know, if the kid can bat two sixty to two eighty with a glove like that, I think he's gonna bat higher than that because uh, the the last league that he played in the Arizona League where all the big boys play, he led the league in hitting. Uh, it's short season, short little season, but you know, you're playing against the top boys and you're coming in, you gotta show yourself a little bit and, and yeah. get respect. Uh, but uh, yeah, what happens to Rosario? Does he do they move into center field? Do they wait for Cano to tire out and, and then do the shortstop second base combo that they've always talked about? I mean, Rosario and Jimenez will, would be a fantastic combo, and it's only a year or two down the line, to be honest. So, do you switch Rosario to center field for the next couple of years to appease, um, you know, Cano? Because that's kind of what you're doing a little bit. It's a good point. So we got to see what's going to happen with the DH, right? The hope is, as Met fans, because of the way our team is built, the DH is going to be a permanent thing. If the DH is a permanent thing, that is a perfect. Well, it's there next year. It's going to be there next year. It is. It's going to be there next year, but we don't know if it's permanent yet, right? It's going to be the next uh, MLBPA meetings, I believe. They're going to decide. I think it's going to be permanent. Anyway, um, so. so to your point, at least for the foreseeable future, I think that's a viable option. We're going to see Cano doing a lot of DH, even though he don't like it, but he's getting a little older. He's going to have to accept his role. Uh, and if Rosario can pick his bat up to where it was in, in 2019 form, he's easily the second baseman or shortstop. I think Jimenez would be a better 
I think Jimenez is a little more naturally talented in the field, and he would probably be a better just move over to second than Rosario would. Rosario might suffer that um, position switch fall off that some players suffer from. Uh, but to your point, another thing that I think we brought up last week was his center field. He's tall. He's fast. And if we start training him immediately after the offseason for center field and it works, it might be an easy fix for a center field issue. Well, issue well, physically, he's, he's perfect, right? Physically, he's perfect. He's like right. 6'2", 185, low to speed, uh, you know, great arm, uh, can catch, can catch the ball. Uh, now the thing is about, you know, catching fly balls. I mean, you know, it's not that hard. And if you're a shortstop, you should be able to transition to center field because most shortstops I know can pretty much play anywhere and pitch and all that good stuff. So he's he should be talented enough. Uh, but then you, you're not Nemo out. You're taking Nemo out of center field. You're taking, you're messing with the outfield. Uh, it's a good problem to have in a way, young guys that can actually play multiple positions. But uh, we're going to have to see how this Rojas does. Uh, I, I, I've seen a little bit of balls behind some of his moves. You know, and I and I think it, it helps him that he gets along really well with the older Latin players, like a Cano, to be honest, you know. Uh, so he can make some of those moves and move people around the batting order. He's got the rookie of the year, the leading home run hitter in the league last year, batting seven. You know, and that's, be, and that's because he's doing bad. But would most managers do that? Probably not. They still stick him second and third and, 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 shove, him, and shove him out there. Uh, but, you know, I, I appreciate that. I think he's doing a good job. Um, so Jimenez is a keeper, you think, even after these short games. Yes. Definitely a keeper. Well, he, he earned the right to make himself a keeper. Listen, if he comes so to he camp, for the job next year, you think? Yeah, I think next year if we go into camp, it's a regular type of season, and he blows it, he blows it. But I, I think the kid's too talented. He's not going to blow it. I think he's going to do a good job, and he'll be there. So David Peterson now. Let's talk about our other rookie, a pitcher, a nice lefty, six foot six, big mofo, throwing throwing baseballs out there. Nice lefty pitcher. Now he's not the hardest thrower, but in his motion, I see a little bit of the guy over on the in the Dodgers system, a little herky jerky, a little bit long, kind of throws people off a little bit. And uh, ten strikeouts last outing. Dominated the Braves. That ball was moving all over the place. Curveball, slide. I mean, had a lot of movement, and he was able to call a nice game, throw that nice high and tight 93-mile-an-hour fastball, throw it away, throw it down and low. I mean, he moved the ball around, pitched. He actually pitched. And uh, like I've always said, lefties are hard to hit, Lars. They they just naturally are hard to hit. Agreed. This year right now with like a three-point-something ERA, um, he's done a, he, look at that 3.80 RA 1.29 whip. Wow. So for, for me, the big thing with, with, um, Peterson is a, he's a lefty and B he's crafty. Um, and there was another pitcher who wasn't a lefty, but was very crafty and did not throw fast and won several Cy Youngs. He will not be named on the show. But he was a uh, crap on a brave for a long time. Uh, originally a, a, a scrub. But uh, a three-point ERA to start your season, you know, five. And, he, he pitched what eight, nine games. He's five and two. Uh, he's got a three-point eight ERA, like you said. But to me, the the number that really stands out as a rookie, a soft throw. I won't say soft throwing because that's not really soft, but soft in compared to what's being thrown in the major leagues today. Soft throwing left-hander. Uh, One point two eight ER uh, WHIP is is pretty impressive. Uh, he's averaging uh, almost seven strikeouts per nine. That's pretty impressive. If you're not if you're not a hundred mile an hour thrower and you're averaging almost seven strikeouts per nine with a one point two eight ERA, it means you're locating. And if he's a rookie and he's locating to that effect, once he gets a little bit further in his career, and can, if he continues on that path, he may become one of those pitchers that just. I'll say it pisses every batter off in baseball because his stuff comes in. It looks like you can hit it, but it avoids your bat on every damn pitch. He had a ton of movement on his ton pitch. of it. Yes. I mean, and, and, and it's almost like he had bat, 
uh, baseball bat repellent on the ball. It was, you know. <laughs> Did he get the Batman, the bat repellent back Yeah, exactly. Batman oh, the shark repellent. repellent. You remember that? Sure. Let's, yeah, let's not get it. Sure. But yeah. Well, again, I'm dating myself again. Me too. I'm with you, though. You can understand. <laughs> so, um, but here's the thing: in the minor leagues, he's a he's a strikeout guy. He had he had a pretty good strikeout ratio in the minor leagues, nine or ten per game. He was uh he was striking people out. So that's impressive when you don't throw a hundred, Rodriguez. I mean, dude, this day and age, everybody throws hundred. You don't have to throw a hundred if you move the ball around and you locate. I Maddox. Mean, I mean, oh sh- crap! I said his name. That you guy. Name, he never even hit ninety. Mm-hmm. Sometimes. No, the dude was pitching at eighty nine on the. <laughs> I mean, Location, 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 location. It's just, and and when real you estate throw, and pitching is all about location. Man, when you throw the same way, when you throw a curveball, a fastball, a slider, a changeup with the same arm angle, the same rope, the, the same windup, the same everything, you can't, you can't be hit. I mean, that's why he was so great. Uh, but here's a little uh, word of caution. Wasn't Another lefty that we have on the team, didn't he start out like sort of like five and two with a three point something ERA his rookie season? Weren't we just kind of like freaking out on him? And now he's turned into crap. It's a good point, but you know, we 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 liked we likened him more to like that other guy in Los Angeles that we beat in the playoffs in 2016. But um, yeah, we likened him more to him because he had more speed, he was more a hard thrower. Uh, I was hoping actually see. They throw about the same, you know. Do they really speed wise? Speed wise, yeah. Uh, but uh, I see, same. I see Peterson more crafty, and I see Matt's trying to sometimes overpower pitchers. And Matt's has a lot of control issues. Matt's has a ton of control issues. Well, that, that's and why then, he's not effective at all. The, the other thing about Matt's is all you gotta do is fluster him, and he he just starts sweating and he gets all out of place. Uh, it's it's a mental thing with Matt's. He has the stuff. He has the talent. Mentally, he does not have what it takes. My opinion. Maybe he can mature into Ooh. himself, kind of like uh, Travis Darno, unfortunately, did without us. Oliver Perez, or Oliver Perez, right? Maybe he can mature into uh-huh. something else. But right now, he, mentally, he's not. He doesn't have that capacity because once he gets a little rocked, he's gotten better, but he's not there. And he hasn't mm-hmm. nearly gotten good enough. He he gets flustered. He starts sweating, and then he starts trying to overpower pit uh, batters. It, it's too much. He needs he needs to slow his roll and stick to his game. That's that's why a, a good veteran catcher, someone who knows how to catch a game, can can help a young kid like that and settle him down. So yeah. uh, hopefully, hopefully next year we'll uh, we'll have something like that. But let's not even talk about next year because we got to worry about the next seven games coming up. Uh, we still have seven games to go, people. Seven games, and if we win all seven games, it gives us a shot. We're not out of it yet. Uh, we always have to do things the hard way. That's why we're the Mets. That's how we roll. Lars and I were talking about it. We're like, we never, we can never have a peaceful season. What happened to '86, '88? Those those seasons where we're up by twenty, and oh, we're making the playoffs no matter what. Even though we get to the playoffs and we we go berserk, but uh. Here we go. We got seven games left. The next three games coming against the Tampa Bay Rays. We have the uh, the Grominator, Cy Grom, or as my cousin says, Try Grom. Uh, he's going to have to get with it the next two, uh, his last two outings. He's going to have to pretty much be be perfect to uh, get his third uh, Cy Young. Hopefully he can be. But um, we start today at Seven o'clock, right? What are we? Uh, are we gonna win, Keith? What, what shot do we have? Wait, Sagram's pitching. Sagram's pitching tonight. Sagram's pitching tonight. We're gonna win tonight. You th- we thought we were gonna win the last time he pitched, and he got rocked out. We ended up. But you remember, he had, remember he had the hammy issue. So you think he's okay from the hammy issue? He says he is. I'll take his word for it. I'm. I'm gonna. You know, I, I know he's yeah. a competitor, and he'll say he is even if he isn't. But I'm gonna take his word for it. Um, I think I think we're gonna win tonight. I don't think we're gonna win the series though. Moon over Miami. I've had that sandwich; it's delicious. But unfortunately, uh, we don't want the ground to have those type of issues. So you think we're gonna win tonight against the Rays, top team in the American League? They're ahead of the Yankee. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> they're ahead we, of that other team. We have very streaky bats. Um, we have. 
subpar starting pitching. I hate to say it. Um, you know, outside of our first two. This show, you got to tell the truth. Outside of our first two really uh, starters, because I'll say Peterson's not subpar. I'll give him that. Uh, DeGrom is stellar. Uh, Peterson is is reliable. And then after that, it's, eh, who knows what's going to happen. You know, you can have a game like Porcello did yesterday, even though we lost. Or he, you can have a game like Porcello did have his last start. I think he gave up like five runs or something. You know, who knows what's going to happen. But I think we're going to win tonight. But I think we're gonna, we're going to lose two out of three against the Rays. So you think the season's over, basically, is what you're saying. I, I do. I hate to say that. Uh, I really do. You know me, rain. Rodriguez. I'm always stupidly optimistic. I just don't see it. You don't I see just, it this year, huh? You don't, don't. feel it? You're not feeling the Mets magic? I'm just not. I, I hey, Listen, if, if they prove me wrong, I am on board. All they got to do is win tonight and tomorrow. Believe me, you'll see me on the Sport in the Books page talking crap, like we're the best team in baseball again. But right, it's because I'm a Met fan. I'm a Met fan. Yeah, I get super excited. But right now, I feel, yeah, we're gonna win. I think we're gonna win tonight. I think the ground's gonna shut them down. I think we're gonna have our bats are gonna have a nice game. Um, and then I just think, you know, we're gonna struggle the next two games. We'll be fighting, but I think we're gonna lose. Oh my God! We always do terrible against other teams uh, that we've never seen before. You know, new pitchers like uh, rookie pitchers always destroy us. That type of stuff. So it it is really going to be a tough thing for us. But let's say I'm going to be optimistic up until the end. Uh, I think the Braves almost tried to kill us, and it would be wonderful if we came back. Uh, we do need to sweep the the Rays. We have we we have to sweep the Rays. We may have a shot if we take two out of three and a couple of teams in front of us lose. So we can't, we need help. It's not in all in our hands. Uh, but um, I think we're going to win tonight. I, I, I believe so. I believe the ground's going to come out like a beast. And uh, it's a 50-50 crapshoot in my head if we, beat, if we take any of the other games against the Rays. The guys are good. These guys are good. The Rays, they just have a good system. They, they, they're collectively better than their parts. You know, you look at their parts, you're like, oh my God, these guys are not really that good. But when they when they play together, these guys just win. I think I picked them to win the AL East. I mean, did you pick them? Well, it's I not a bad pick. They're they're just they 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 have a good franchise. Let me break it down that way real quick. They have a good franchise. They have good ownership, general managers. They have a good system, a good farm system. Uh, I just hope that. And it's something to model after, honestly, because even though they are one of the smaller markets, uh, they're always in it. And they're always in it in one of the toughest divisions. They got Toronto, Boston, Yankees. Uh, well, Baltimore has been bad for a long time, but uh, it's a really tough division. And they are always in it. And it's it's something to admire the way they've handled their franchise. Good for them. I just they, hope the Mets can do better. with uh, they, our, win. they win our, without money. That, right. that, that's the thing. Yep. They build they build teams. They don't they don't go out shopping and say, okay, this guy's great, this guy's the best. Let's get him in here, even if he doesn't work work with the team. You know, even if he doesn't really even fit in uh, on the team, which is kind of crazy. Uh, I hope Obi Wan Kohenobi can uh, do the same for us. <laughs> well, well, well. Here, here's the thing. Um, let's see what we're gonna do against the Nats. What do you think about the Nats? I think we can beat the Nats. I, I think honestly. I think we can beat the crap out of the Nats. I'm seeing three out of four. If we could take two out of three from the, the Rays and three out of four from the Nats, we have a fighter's chance to get in it. Um, we got to sweep the Nats then. If we take two out of three from the Rays, we may have a shot, legitimate shot, you know. So um, we have to sweep the Nats. Nats are struggling right now. They, have, they still have pitching. Uh, they still have some really dangerous bats. Like they one hit, your, your whole game sucks now because of, you know. But, um, you know, I, I think on paper, us against the Nats, we can be a better team. Let's see. Well, we're going to get the Grom against the Nats also. Right. And okay, in the so third the game, I think, right? Yeah, the yeah. Grom has two starts. So what do you think about the Grom's final two starts? What do you think he's going to do? In typical DeGrom fashion, I think he is going to probably pitch in two starts, at least 13 innings, give up one or two runs, and have at least 18 to 20 strikeouts. And I would like to say that I'm exaggerating. Um, no, no, I wouldn't like to say that. 
you all would oh, like to okay, say, yeah. or not Met fans, that I'm exaggerating, but I'm not. That is DeGrom fashion. If he is healthy, he will give us 13 to 14 innings. He will give up between one and three runs. I'll say three just to stretch it, maximum, and he will strike out between 18 and 20 batters. Uh, I think DeGrom's going to get two K, uh, two W's for us. Two nice W's. Well, at least, at least he'll, I think he needs to get those two W's. We we should get the W's for him. Uh, all the Mets players good point. should really, yeah, good point. really go all out to try to get this guy to the last two wins of the season because if, yeah. he, if he pitches seven innings, he's giving up one run. If he in the next game, I mean, there's two games left in the season. Go all out. Try to win your third side Grom because that third side Grom, you know, can really turn him into a Hall of Famer. That, that third side Grom could get him into the Hall of Fame. What do you think about that? I think Hall of Fame, um, to your point, is I don't know. It's so hard to say. I want to say it's too early, but is it, how can you say it's too early for anyone? Five years stretch he's had, uh, but yeah, if he does, I, I I have to definitely say yes. I agree with you 100. percent I mean, right now it's it's almost like you can say in a short span, he probably should get in. Uh, if he if he accomplishes that, I think he definitely should get in. You're right. I agree. If he gets that third in a row, Cy Grom, Trigram, which is what we're going to copyright it. We said it here first, people. Uh, we are definitely see that kid in the Hall of Fame. And then as soon as that happens, Steve just better say, retires a Met kid. Just, just, just move in, move in, in the basement downstairs. We'll build you, we'll build, we'll build you something. You know, uh, we'll build your whole city down there. You're a Met for life. You should really, really just stick with us. Well, I, I had a talk with uh, the Wilpons because they're still owners for now and their ownership and um, GM. And I told them that if we get into the playoffs, uh, I made a deal with them. I made a personal deal. And you're hearing it right now, breaking news on the show, to let Farachi yeah. in the stadium. We're going to let Farachi in the stadium because what, you know what Farachi's going to do? Every time he's going to sit in center field and every time the Mets are pitching, he's going to remove his hat to blind the batters the opposing team's batters. And we're going to take this whole thing, baby. We're going to use that shiny, oh, my God, super white old head, and we're going to aim it at people? Kind of looks like this. The batters like are up. That. Here's Farachi. <laughs> they got- yeah. So we're going to win this all, thanks to Farachi and his bald, shiny soul so glow head. I- I think we'll get a good we could get some good use out of that probably about a, a week two weeks worth of uh games, you know. I got I got a Roger because I bought a case of turtle wax. I'm ready to shine that head up. I'm ready to make that sh- oh. sugar clean. We have, to, we have to buy disguises for the guy too because <laughs> the first we gotta time, get the, the sunglasses. No hat, mustache, hat, sunglasses. Well, I think the hat he has to take it off. But yeah, he get the, he'll get the yeah, he'll get the uh sunglasses and the uh, mustache. He's like a super villain. <laughs> I mean, I mean, let's be honest. Let's be honest. Well, let's talk about uh, Conforto for just a couple of seconds because I, I, I don't. You can talk about Conforto now. I love that. How kid. happy are we gonna be? How happy? He's, such, gonna he's be such a handsome guy? grandson. <laughs> oh, don't you wish? Don't you wish that kid? Oh my kid. goodness! You yeah, see, let's see talk about right? He's yeah. turned the corner. The kid has turned the corner. I mean, obviously, he's he, he's. He's become. He's no longer the charlatan. I used to, Mia Cooper. Oh, don't associate me with Michael Cohen. But my fault. I used to call the guy the charlatan because you know half a season he hits. He's great. Half a season he just goes somewhere in the corner and does his thing. I don't know what he's doing there. But he's finally come through. Sixty game seasons. I could still be wrong because it's still technically half a season that he's done great in. But to start off the season and keep it up, and the team needs him. He's performing like a captain should. He really is. He might, I mean, does he become the captain before Alonzo? Do you give it to the guy? Is he the guy? Is he our future? You, you got the Grom. You know you're going to keep the Grom. You know you want to keep the young guys. You know, Conforto is one of the young guys. Do, do we open the vault for Conforto after this year? Yeah, I think you need to. You know that uh, outside we mentioned free agency, right? So I, I I gave my choices, right? Bauman and Stroman and so on and Real Muto, but I think we would love to see Cohen go ahead and open up the books for our existing people, such as 
Michael Conforto. Uh, the kid is amazing. He's had such a great year, uh, and he's only consistently gotten better. Every year there was a little fall off maybe in his game, a couple points off his average, but it was nothing to be worried about. Um, he's so talented, and to see him this year just come to to that 5-2 player, power, speed, fielding, uh, he's, just, he's doing it all. He's doing it all, folks. And I think, uh, Cohen, if you're listening to me, sign him. Long term, don't Open up. Strawberry. Don't let don't let the best right fielder we've had up to date leave and go play in the West Coast because Conforto's a West Coast kid. He's gonna leave if he he's gonna go to the West Coast. Again, he's not gonna stay around the East Coast. Cohen, don't let this kid leave. Resign him. Resign yep. him and keep him in the outfield. Now we we do have a young guy that plays first base that's doing really good. Who's, who's a fantastic player and um, should be up for an award this year. And obviously, I'm not even talking about Alonzo. I'm talking about Dominic Smith, who's turned into a beast. What's going on with Smith? With Smith? Has he finally turned that corner like Conforto? Is he going to be a Mets mainstay? If he is, what happens to Alonzo? Does he become the DH? He's going to – I mean, you have to, right? If, if Smith can play the way he plays, do you stick him in the outfield where he's so-so? Well, you keep him at first where he's fantastic. You know, do you give allowance to the full-time DH and let him get some innings here and there at first base? That's that's a big thing what the Mets have to talk about for, for the upcoming year. What what do you think about Smith's uh his progress this year? I think his progress has been amazing. You need to really be careful signing somebody long term off of a sixty game season though. Um, but yeah, his, his progress has been amazing. He's a highly touted prospect within a, the organization for so long. Uh, so much has been expected of him and he has really put, been put through the ringer because every time he was ready to make that next step, he had an obstacle. Uh, he, he, and he has really overcome that. It may have taken him three years since his major league debut. Um, and again, it may only be uh, a 60 game season, but the, He's batting 323, nine home runs. Here's a number that really stands out. I don't know the exact number. I'm going to tell you in a second. But when I saw last, he had something. Here it is. I got it. 18 doubles. Yeah. 18 doubles in Big. 45 Big. games. If 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 we translated that, just multiplied it, which, you know, it doesn't always work that way, right? But if we translated that and multiply it by what he's going to be playing, the, the kid would hit almost 60 doubles in a season. Uh, he, he'd be, hit almost 30 home runs and have over 100 RBIs. Um, I, I, I mean, just, he looks like a third-place hitter to me, to be honest, because a nice yeah. average doubles guy that gets gets the ball moving, and then you and then you bring in uh, – you bring, bring in – a polar bear after him, you know. I, I'm cracking up because I love I, I love what I have to watch Tom Smith hustle around the bases. He hustles. He he's a good well, base he runner. He, he does he does his thing. I'm not knocking him, but it's, sometimes it's a little funny because he has this labored look. He has this labored look when he runs. The bases. <laughs> like, but he, he does his oh thing. But he does his thing. Uh, I'm not saying what he does is bad, but the, the look on his face, he looks labored. He looks like somebody that just like ran a marathon. And in a hundred degree, going first to third, that, but he does. Crazy. He hit a triple the other night. Jeez, he the, the triple. He, yeah, listen, if he would have hit a home run that night, he's got the cycle. He was almost. He was almost there. Um, but I, I have an affinity for lefty, great feeling first basemen. So you know, yep. Um, I'm I'm okay with Smith there playing the field because he's a lot. And uh, Alonzo can DH and just start smacking stuff around. He, he just needs to get his head a little bit. I mean, in a bad season, he still has 11 home runs, is it, or 12, Alonzo? I don't know, Facebook. Uh, Alonzo has 12. I'll double-check mm -hmm. that in a second. And I don't know who Facebook user is, but they just mentioned that the season died with Familia yesterday. <laughs> Facebook, Facebook user is everyone who hasn't done uh, the thing that uh, we asked them to do, which is what, again? Up and register for either sign up on our page or register uh, through the StreamYard app to be able to chat with us. Uh, it could also be a problem on our end, so if it is, I apologize for Keith. It's <laughs> it's my fault. It's your fault. It's your fault. But yes, we don't it's, it's twelve home runs. Even though we agree with you, yeah, a bad season, twelve home runs. I mean, we have a future. You know, producer Joe says, open the purse. For the polar bear kid and Dominic Smith, come on, open it up. Keep no, I, I, I'd, I'd rather that Cohen didn't have a purse. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'd rather open a wallet. Listen, a change purse. As long as as long as he's got gold coins in there, I don't care what kind of purse he has. I don't care, man. Keep the money wherever you want. Open a sissy bag. I, I won't say the other word because it's offensive. Okay. What do you? No, sissy's not offensive. Sissy, if you're a sissy, you're a sissy. It's their fault. Okay. If you're if the other word that they used to use for that bag, you're born uh, that way. You're sissy. Uh, you shouldn't let's, be a sissy. Let's, Let's uh okay. Let's uh, some of our audience, our, our two or three people that are on watching us right now. It's not insult anybody, but uh, Tom, nice seeing you again. Uh, hey, Tom. I think I, I think we've come to the end of the show. Even though we should say something bad about Farachi, because we really more. Okay, let me just say one other thing. Let's not forget we're talking about the future oh. of the team. I just kind of also want to mention our, our good friend Jeff McNeil. Uh, who has been consistent, yeah. and he started the year a little bad, and people were okay. him. It's a short season, 60 games. Get over it. He's already batting 321. He went from people talking crap about him to batting 321 to hitting four home runs in, like, what, the last six or seven games? Jeff is a beast, and he's a, he's our guy until 2025. I mean, you know, you have arbitration and stuff like that, but we don't need to sign him until 2025. Uh, this is awesome. Yeah, Fantastic. he's also part of the future. I love that. You know, just yeah. put away a few nuts there, Cohen. Put them in the back. Put away a few nuts. Squirrel will get his nuts later on. Right now, he's just going to move down, play hard, and do whatever. I think we we have a good group of you guys, honestly. It's a good it's a good team, solid young guys. Uh, it's going to be a lot of mixing and matching, but that's what makes it fun. And now we have a billionaire owner that can even make the offseason even more exciting, keep yep. involved even more. So um, I, I think it's going it, to it, – next year – we're saying next year right now, we still have a shot. We still have a shot. I'm giving them – I'm hoping for six games out of seven, six wins out of seven. Keith is going for, what, five out of seven? Five out of seven, which it may help us, but we're, we're still just hoping, praying, hoping that the Mets have a shot at the playoffs. Even though uh, we don't have pitching, it'll be fun to be there. Yep, I'm doubtful, but uh, I'm also hopeful, and I know there's a possibility, and the Mets can do it. Hey. If there's any team that's going to come back from breaking your heart to to it's, it's us. It's the life, it's the Mets. The amazings. Oh, look at producer Joe. Mets went three out of seven, and end the Wilpon era with a whimper. Yeah, I, 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 I I'm with you. I, I, I'm with you, and I'm not with you. But you know, you got to root for your team, no matter what. I know you root for your team, even though you. You're saying that, uh, producer Joe. I know you're a diehard. Humanity dies with, with not with a bang, but a whimper. The Wilpon error. Oh my god. Oh my god. We, we're going to be talking about Brody. We're going to be talking about uh, a certain uh, guy with the name of Sandy that may uh, may be on his way back to the Mets. Yeah, Who, I didn't want to buy into all that. Yet, I was, that I, we'll we'll I be was talking about that. this. Yeah, we're talking to that. When the going season, to... Oh, and the real quick. You know, uh, there's a lot of a lot of other crap talk out there too. That Cohen is going to run into some obstacles with the ownership. Let me just put my opinion. I thought you didn't want to talk about it. Huh? <laughs> you just told me I didn't want to talk about that. Forget. No, I didn't want to talk about the. Um, just what, talk about it. Just give me give so, me. Uh, Cohen, you know, listen. Cohen buying a team for that amount of money, what that does is it increases the value of every other team in Major League Baseball. Trust me. Owners are going to say yes. If somebody bought a house next to your house for twice the value of your house, your house will increase in value. Are you going to say, I don't want them in my neighborhood? No, you would never say that. Some good, some very good points uh, right there, Lars. But, you know, you're sounding a little bit like the other team. We're going to become, we're going to be the new empire of New York. Watch speaking out, of the, Speaking of the other team. I want you to give me a fuakata right after I say this. Speaking of the other team, they are. There's also rumors going around that our owner may be trying to draft and get some of the other team's uh, general manager. To... I heard that too. Uh, See, I don't want to get caught up. Anyway, in all let's, not, let's not talk about it. He doesn't let's even own the team it. yet. He doesn't even let's own the team. Yet. So, but, so you got you have one final fuakata this this year because this is it. Next next time we see each other, the season is over. We're gonna either be in no, the we still got a cup. A couple games. Well, see, no. you're already saying the Mets are going to lose the season, right? Who are you going to? Who are you going to fuck at that? Who are you going to fuck at that? And you got to make it count, man. It's got to be right. It's three fuck at us. Uh, first is the Rays. Triple. Try uh, 
first at the Rays, and then I'm going to fuck it Nationals. And this one here is That's for you, one. Travis. Don't know. Fuck it I, 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 I am glad you, you, you fuck it You know what? Because where, where was this Darno? You know, this monster that plays every game and doesn't get hurt. Where is this? Yeah, and, I, and you know what? Oh, I heard yeah. they were talking last night in the game. They were like saying, well, oh, you know, it's it's a competitor thing. And uh, he really wants to show up his team. You know what? We gave you every opportunity. We, put you, we paid for surgeries and your off-season programs and gave you all the chances in the world. And you did nothing. Nothing. You should be disappointed. You should be kissing her ass for paying you all those years to do nothing. Go ahead. Say a little more. I want a little bit more anger. I want nah, I'm over. It's just killing you, Darn Darno, Murphy, all oh, you son of a. Don't. Well, maybe say it. I don't know. Say it. You're going to say it? Guns. <laughs> well, he's not here. You can say it. I, 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 oh, I won't say anything. Oh, you son of a guns. Uh, oh, you son of a guns. Oh, you son of a guns. Listen, we're wrapping everything up right now. Let's go Mets. Let's go Mets, baby. What do you got to say to the people out there? Uh, listen, just like I say every week, be safe. Uh, don't get too comfortable. I was even watching the Emmys the other day. Everybody's taking their masks off and hugging. Don't get too comfortable. It's okay to socialize. Yes, we need to get back to life, but get back to life safely. Wear a mask. What's wrong with that? Let's go Mets. Uh, and I hope they disappoint me in my prediction of them not making the playoffs. And let's go Mets. <laughs> yeah, we, we all we all want that. We all want that. Producer Joe's uh, closing talks. I, I guess he thinks that we're kids or uh, what kind of joke is that? Some kind of producer Joe joke. Who knows? Uh, he's out there. Anyway, um, thank you for tuning in. We appreciate you. Farachi, good luck. God bless. Uh, we miss you. We'll see you next week. Thank you for everyone that was on uh in our chat today. Uh, Missy Farachi Boo Bear. It kind of is, yeah. That's true. Have a good night, guys.